Ukraine, Siberia. Yeah, this thank Siberia. you. Siberia. Sabaro. But I guess it's kind of for fair reason because he's pretty unorthodox. <laughs> wow! Holy shit! Good for me. I knew that. Kind of. Welcome to Can We Talk About, a weekly podcast where we dive into discussions on varying topics and find ourselves in different waters than where we started. I'm Cat Eater. My co-host is Johnny Five. Today, we continue our deep dive into Russia, I know, even more, with the fall of the Russian monarchy, attempting to pay Mexico with California, and the ingredients for revolution. You can email us at cwtabout at gmail.com, and we hope you enjoy the show today. I'm going to start with my sources. I like starting with them. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise I'll forget all about it. <laughs> so my sources today, among a few others that I've forgotten, because I did a bunch of research on this one, yeah. are Crash Course History by John Green, The Russian Revolutions of 1917 by Anna M. in at the University of Kansas, The Russian Revolutions of 1917 by Daniel J. Meisner uh, at Marquette University, and The Russian Revolutions of 1917 by McGill University. University. McGill. Wiki, history.com, etc. Yeah. So, Wait. after Alexander II, there was Alexander III. He was known as Alexander the Peacemaker because there was no major wars while he reigned. Oh, thank God. Right? <laughs> he also did not want his power to be limited, so he resisted reform of the government. Was anybody pressuring him to do that? Yeah, so the Russian people wanted change. They wanted more, something kind of more like how Britain had at this point. They had adopted like a parliament and things like that. And so they, they wanted more people to be in charge so it wasn't just one person deciding whatever they wanted. Spread the power. Yeah, people yeah. at this point are, are beginning to kind of gently ask for that. Cool. Uh, and he's like, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he doubles down on non-liberal beliefs. He invests more into orthodoxy, uh, autocracy, autocracy, I don't know. Yeah, autocracy. And nationality, so as to avoid cultivating a culture of agitation and moving towards revolution. He's trying to veer away from that. No, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> right. So basically, they're getting really squirrely and... They want things to change, and he says, mm, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to give up any amount of my power, just like Alexander II did. Yeah, nobody does. Right. <laughs> so he tightened the leash, hoping it would kind of train the people to heal, you know? Like, just, ah, sit down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it I didn't said sit. <laughs> go great. There was a famine, which, of course, you know... Allowed the use of liberal actions and policies. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, when lives depend uh, on it, it's okay to be liberal. <laughs> God. So. Fucking douche. I know, right? There was also, at the same time as the famine, there was also a cholera outbreak. So, oh, no. Yeah, so between those two things, they set up soup kitchens, held free seminars that informed peasants how to avoid cholera, which I'm sure was actually really poor information. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and people in power with financial capabilities kind of provided relief to the people to help them keep going. Kind of sounds familiar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
History so, repeats itself. Doesn't it? Oh, I've got some things. So he wanted one religion, one language, one nationality. All of Just Russia. Just like Queen. No. Yes. <laughs> All of Russia, one people, speaking one language, Russian, practicing one religion, Orthodoxy. That's what he wanted. I'm not going to lie, that doesn't sound too far off from like Christianity as a whole. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh... I tell you what, we need more English-speaking shit up in here. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's... Well, I mean, Orthodoxy is Christianity. It's just its own sect oh, of right. it. Yeah, it's just a little yeah. one finger. <laughs> the one finger versus two and all yeah. of that jazz. Anyway, so... In order to do that, it meant that he had to start taking more control over the autonomous zones that were in Russia. Those places that they just kind of, like, pay taxes and were still doing their own thing. yeah. It meant that he had to actually rule those places and be organized as a government in them. But there was a lot of them because Russia was so big. So Yeah, I would assume most of it's like agriculture, where it's yeah. just land of people do stuff here. <laughs> yeah, like, people just do stuff here, make their food. He wasn't actually able to do that because oh, that's kind of... It's really big. Like, the amount of space that they had that was not actively governed by the Russian government was pretty expansive. So he was never really able to get to that point, but he sure tried his best. <laughs> Basically, if you were on the outskirts that was closest to a city, you got kind of fucked over. I guess, yeah. Yeah, it was... Well, even, like, some of the cities that were still... Because, I mean, they had... I can't think of any countries right now, which is wild, because I know a bunch of them at this point. But they had several countries that were under their rule that... Ukraine, Siberia. Yes, thank Siberia. you. Siberia. Sabaro. Was... <laughs> no, but... <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but, yes, yeah, so, you know, they had several of those. Uh, you know, Kazan, places like that. That, yeah. that was under Russia, but it wasn't... There were so many of those spaces. You know, he just... He couldn't, he couldn't grab them like that. And, yeah, he was also kind of an asshole to the Jews. Just a real dick. Uh, I mean, what are, okay, what what are we talking? Are we talking like uh like Hitler status? Not quite, but what I am going to say is I totally understand how Jews are like, why are everybody why are, why are they always fucking with <laughs> There's us? There's nowhere to go where you don't get it. Yeah, so he limited where Jewish people could live. He oh. limited what jobs they could have, and he encouraged anti-Jewish sentiment in the country. So most of them ended up moving to Western Europe. Okay, I'm only going to ask this because we both have same kind of information. Were those jobs only... Financial ones? Yeah. I couldn't really find any information on it, We're but just gonna say yeah. chances are pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a bag of worms. <laughs> a bag of worms. <laughs> well, fuck him, man. Uh, yeah. Where's the revolution? I'm not sure. Oh, it's coming. Good. There's a couple. Fuck this guy. The same. <laughs> no, there's a couple. Show. Jesus. There's okay. There's a couple. So the same extremist group that killed his dad. If you'll remember last episode, we ended with the guy that got blown up outside of his, Alexander II. And he got blown up outside of his carriage and came out. Yes. And he was like, oh, yeah. thank God, two. I'm alive. It and, took two bombs. To yeah. Bomb. And the yeah. guy threw the bomb down and was like, it's too early. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That same extremist group that killed his dad was planning to kill him, but they got discovered and got hanged publicly for it. But as we all do, he still died. And well, he got kidney disease. I, that's a good thing, though, right? 
That he died? He, yeah, well, yeah, the, the, the guy that just died is Alexander III? Yes. Okay, good, never mind. Then, yeah. yeah, no, fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. I was sorry. I was thinking like, oh well, they they just hang, they hung the dude, they hung the fucking the guy that bombed the guy. Oh well, no, I'm sure those guys got killed. But <laughs> I guess yeah, the the same group, yeah, the same group. They got caught trying to do it to the third, ah. and they got hung. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah well, yeah. good. Good. Everybody died. Yep. Everybody <laughs> just dies in this. It's they all get canceled out. Uh, but he got nephritis, which we've seen a couple of times. Romanov's got bad kidneys. <laughs> um, and he dies in November 1894. 1894, his oldest son, Nicholas II, inherits the throne, making him the last Russian monarch. Ooh, shit. That's a... Okay. Things get hairy over the next 20 years or so. So, I'm going to outline a little bit how I'm going to handle the next 23 years. Fair enough. Go ahead. There's a world war, a revolution or two, and a tragic family assassination. <laughs> So, okay. <laughs> we're going to address anything of large importance from Nicholas's range, reign, then we'll briefly touch on World War One, and it's not going to feel super brief, I don't think, but it's a train wreck, so we're just kind of like driving past it and going, <laughs> oh wow, and locking our doors. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, we're just going to, oh, look at that, lock stores. That's, that's what we're doing. All right, I'm down. Uh, and then we will, for World War One, we'll mainly look at how Russia conducted itself with others. And we'll discuss the revolution to follow. And with that, Nicholas's reign. Yay! So between czars, there seems to be this, and it's happened a couple times, there's this like subtle shift in government each time by means of like legislative bodies. Things will kind of change a little bit. And so at this point, they've made it so that Nicholas has some prime ministers that he's able to kind of lean on and discuss things with. Okay. And real quick, do those... I would assume those kinds of people, whoever is this group, it probably is the same throughout the entire, as far as there is a group here, but it's just filled with different people. So, like, I would assume maybe it started with, like, hey, just get your family up in here. Yeah, so there's, in my large pile of papers. It's all good. There is a name for the group. I can't remember. It's three syllables, but it's, they made it back when one of them was too young to rule. And so they put them in charge for like three or four years until he was able to reign. And then they crowned him and did all the stuff. Yeah. So it's like this small body of people that are highly dedicated to the throne. And uh, it's just kind of part of the courts. All right, cool. But yeah, so, and it's kind of been there. But once somebody's in charge, like they, their job is not to be in charge it's just to make sure that the person that's supposed to be going onto the throne gets to the throne and does that kind of thing. Oh, okay, cool. But if any changes need to be made, like it definitely needed to do for Nicholas, yeah, then they do it. And so this time around, they're like, let's have let's have some prime ministers. Okay, cool. He um he needed them. He trusted them a lot. He leaned on them a lot, which is it, he hadn't been taught or prepared a whole lot for the role of fucking emperor of a world empire (laughs) yeah that's kind of hard to teach yeah so well i mean they did they did teach that so when you're a i can't remember what it's called heir apparent which is basically prince when you're a prince they have you go to classes for military stuff for how to rule things how to legislate how to read good go through some history do that like they make sure that you're Educated in what you need to be educated in yeah. and trained so that you can do the job. 
Okay. But Nicholas's dad was like, oh, I've got a while to go. We don't need to worry about it. Oh, he's too young for that. Don't worry about oh. it. Oh. Yeah. He, so, was, he was that kind of dad where it's just like, you know what? We'll play ball tomorrow. Yeah. It, no. <laughs> no. It, it's not great. He's, he's. Uh, you know, honestly, that makes me hate him. Like, even more. <laughs> it's just like... Well, he just thought he was going to live forever, which is such a dumb thing to do. <laughs> that's what he... people... people like, That's such a human thing to think. Well, yeah, he... You know, he just thought, well, I've got so much time. And then when he got sick, he didn't have very long. Um, it was like six months or something like that. And so there just wasn't <laughs> enough time to... Cats in the Cradle song. <laughs> just fucking... Yeah. Yeah, he just had him listen to the only thing that Nicholas had done at all by the time he turned into Emperor Tsar was he would go and listen to the political talks. Cool. That's it. Wow, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So he kind of just knows what a bunch of people that are yelling at each other know. Mm -hmm. That's about it. And that's if he paid a whole lot of attention. Oh, Jesus. So he just kind of tried to stick to what his dad had done, which I think any person would have done with no training for their job that they were doing. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would do. So, like, what did he do as far as following up with his dad? I guess do the same exact shit? Yeah, I mean, people had asked for change, and he said, absolutely not. Uh, There's a point in here where I've got kind of a quote from him, but... Uh, we'll get there. He he stayed strict. He stayed conservative. It seemed very much between the prime ministers and him saying, what would my dad have done? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That kind of sucks. <laughs> you just basically get Alexander the, you know, I, well, I wanted to say the third, the second, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I get it, though. Yes. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. He just gets an extra rain, basically. Right. Yeah. That's... Yeah, he was just kind of hoping to, like, sail under the... Like, when he came into leadership, he was like, what are me and Russia going to do? <laughs> he's, he's on record saying that. Oh, my God. That's not, <laughs> no, you don't want that. Yeah. So, people come to him at some point. Um, local groups that were made to help um, keep things in line and help peasants stay not serfs. They were the Zemstvos back when they abolished... Zemstvos? Yes. Dude, that's... that's I love that name. I, I don't know if I mentioned that the last time you said it but i fucking love that i don't know if you did or not but they when they abolished serfdom they were like oh can't we make this more beneficial to us the landowners and stuff oh and yes was like, okay it was just like a hint in. yeah there was yeah. just a hint of them but yes yeah the so that's the zemstvos <laughs> they sent letters kind of like petitions and then they eventually ended up coming in person all asking for a constitutional monarchy like britain had he refused, and it seems to me he refused because he just thought it would kind of like make him a failure, like, because you look at our parents to learn how the world should be. And I, he said to him, here's the quote, he said to them, I will devote all of my time and power to holding a solely autocratic government just as my father did. I mean, I can't be upset at that. I can't be upset because he's... He doesn't know better. doesn't, yeah, exactly. It's but at the, same time, at the same time... <laughs> You little piece of shit, get out of the way. <laughs> well, right. So, he was just a guy that didn't know what he was doing. God, I mean, he so got the throne sad. at 25. Think about that. Oh, dude, I'm 25. I shouldn't have a throne. Yes. God. Can you imagine? Basically, his training is watching C-SPAN. No. You know? <laughs> and now, he's president. Like, 
That's not okay. No, oh it's not. Oh my god, that is insane. Wow. <laughs> yes. So point is, he didn't do a good job because he wasn't trained for the job. And he was ignoring the Russian people who were clearly stating their desires, which I think we know better than to do. They weren't point. knocking on the door. They were breaking the windows. <laughs> like, we want some other shit. Listen, Catherine the Great knew not to piss him off. Okay. Right. <laughs> so he's doing a shitty job. Boom. Yay. Then... A radical group of Serbians assassinate Archduke Franz Ferdinand, who oh, was no. the heir apparent to Austrian Hungary Empire. That sparks the world war. It right? kinda does, yeah. yeah. So Germany the the leader of Germany and Franz Ferdinand were tight homie G swizzles. Cool. That's important in a couple of minutes. Right. <laughs> Austria responds to the assassination. Austria-Hungary, sorry, I am going to get lazy about that. All but right. Austria-Hungary responds to the assassinations with demands that are so absurd, they know Serbia is going to have to say no, and then they'll get to go to war. Well, that's a dick. Russia is a given to help Serbia. Why is that? Well, so Russia has a lot of Serbian populace. They have close ties with Serbia due to locations that they've kind of ebbed and weighed between who has them. And they were also pissed off at Austria-Hungary because they had taken Sarajevo. And then they didn't want Austria-Hungary to expand any further than they already had. So they had reasons to like Serbia and reasons to dislike Austria-Hungary. Which okay. really kind of doubles up. Yeah. Real quick, what's Sarajevo? Sarajevo is a location, a good one. If I remember correctly, there's been so much information put in my brain over this one. but. Oh, good. Uh, if I remember correctly, it's got a port. Oh, okay. Well, that, yeah. that's exactly what I was gonna. Yeah, that's that was my my prediction. But yeah, my prediction I exactly. Didn't, I didn't explain it, but <laughs> but yeah. So Austria Hungary knows that Russia is the given with to help Serbia, and they're like, "Fuck, there's no way we can take on Russia." Right. So they turn to Germany and they say, "Hey, can we get your army if we have to go to war?" To which Germany agrees with what historians call a blank check. Could you expand on that? Just, just, just to clarify. I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, a promise to give Austria-Hungary whatever they need if Russia joins the war. So it's it's literally just a check signed by Germany, written, paid to the order of Austria-Hungary, handed to Austria-Hungary. Whatever you need, we got you back if Russia joins the war. I mean, that's really cool. That's a homie. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's like a big IOU. Well, yeah, because Austria-Hungary realized that they weren't actually prepared for war in any way. Oh. <laughs> they were like, we're going to do this so that war will happen. Shit, we don't have a very good army. Wow, so they basically... Wow, hold up. So they just got, like... Oh, our family just knits and crochets. We're just going to, like, I don't know, get the Jocks family over here to just help us out. Well, I mean, Austria-Hungary, you got to remember, was also in the Seven Years' War. They really just get their ass kicked a bunch. I yeah. think it's because of where they're placed. And they're just kind of... They're in the middle. seems to me always having an issue keeping their foothold. And so they're always kind of getting poked. They so they need, never really have a chance to... They need to get a mom up in there. Dude, right? Like a grandma with the elbows. Get in your room. Get yeah. in your room. Yes. <laughs> Sturbia then declines the demands. That Austria-Hungary sent them. Right. Which we knew they would do. Yeah. But they do it in a really nice way. They're they're very cordial about how they say no. That's so, 
beautiful. I think so. You know, yeah. they're using their diplomacy or whatever. Role diplomacy. But they do that. And so then Germany's like, cool, crisis averted. I'm not worried about it anymore. Yeah. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> but Austria-Hungary still declares war on Serbia. So then Russia mobilized. Oh, go for it. Oh, my God. They're just like drunk idiots. Like, just let it go, man. Okay? Dude. I don't know what your problem is, but just let it go. Well, they're mad. Their prince got killed. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I completely forgot. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, what's we, your ripped, we ripped the Middle East into pieces because uh. they blew up a couple buildings. Well, and several thousand people. But Does this last 20 years, though? No. Well, then they, of, they did a good job. Kind of. I mean, you could say ours didn't, but did. Well, I know the ones they... I don't know. I don't know. We probably have a foothold still. I mean, there. we pulled out, so technically it's over, but... Uh, <laughs> well, alright. I'm not gonna... Yeah, now that you mention it, I'm not gonna even... You know what? Yeah. They, they did a good job. Fuck Serb or whoever for killing... <laughs> alright, <laughs> sounds good. So, <laughs> Austria-Hungary declares war on Serbia. Russia <sighs> mobilizes in response. Yeah. So then Germany warns them to stand down. Then France says, wow, Germany, you're getting a little big for your britches there. And France mobilizes their army. France just wants to jump in. All well, right? they're backing I'm... Russia. I don't know why. Don't, I don't know I don't, why. I, no, I'm just, I just think they like war. At this point, they're like, hey, we need to, like, word number one. Well, there's something to be said about that. I mean, a lot of the countries at that point are very big on... yeah. Their army and... Yeah, this is 19th century, right? Yep. Or, uh, Beginning. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, this is, like, everybody is, like, I want to show what we got. Yeah. So, France mobilizes their army backing Russia, which subsequently is backing Serbia. That is... Now that you mentioned that is kind of weird. But weird. I'm not going to go into it. Yeah. Yeah. Then Germany officially mobilizes and declares war on Russia. That's... Shortly... Oh, go ahead. That's huge. Like, I don't know. I don't think Germany's, like, put together to do that. Dude, well, Germany holds their own. Well, all right. I guess they do. Yeah, they. I guess I kind of know. But, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll stop interrupting. You're totally fine. I like that you're involved. So, followed by that is another announcement, announcement of war on France. They go stomping through Belgium to beat France before the Russians get to their front door because they can't. France is on the west. Yeah. Russia's on the east. They can't take it from both sides. They're trying to avoid it. Shut your mouth. <laughs> they're trying to avoid it if they can. So they're going after France first. But then Britain looks over and they're like, Woo, the fuck are you doing in Belgium? I'm going to need you to get out of there or I'm going to fuck you up. To which Germany says, pew, 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 fuck you. <laughs> so God. then Britain joins the army against Germany subsequently backing Serbia. So theoretically, it could have been a very, very short war. Yeah, if, if everybody else had stayed the hell out of it. Yeah, it, well, it, well, from the sounds of it, all right, we're just going to blame Germany because that's the, the easiest thing. They went that's to Belgium. That's what everybody Belgium. else did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I'm a part of the problem. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they went to Belgium, all right? So Great Britain wouldn't have touched them if they wouldn't have fucked with Belgium. That's true. But yeah. at the same time... Germany's just doing what they have to do because they got pulled in by fucking Austria. Okay, well, they didn't... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> There's so many... They didn't have to get in it, but they were kind of obligated, and I don't remember why. I read it at some I point. Think, but... I think to help with my brain real quick, 
I'm just going to say that there, this was going to happen eventually. All right? Oh, that, it would have happened. There was just a matchstick waiting to happen. It didn't have to be Austria's prince, even though for some reason they, it happened twice. So, but, but it seems like so, somebody would have gotten pissed off. Everybody else would have jumped in just so that way, like I said, they just wanted to show, hey, here's our military. We we made this whole thing for absolutely nothing. So Swing your dick let's out. fucking do it. <laughs> yep, for sure. Well, same with the Seven Years' War. Like, it was two completely different altercations, but everybody got in on everybody else's junk, and then everybody was just fighting, and lots of people call it the First World War. So, I mean, I don't know why everybody's got to get on everybody's junk, but <laughs> whatever. So, I'm going to gently touch bases for the U.S. just because the whole point of our deepest dive into Russia is to understand our relationship with Russia. Yeah. Basically, the U.S. was a neutral party providing arms and such to Britain in exchange for money. Trading. Yay! Bullets. <laughs> and German subs kept bombing our trade routes. Oh, no. Then... A German foreign secretary elbow taps Mexico and offers them California back if they go to war with them against the U.S., which we found out about. Then we heard the Russian monarchy was falling and saw an opportunity to conquistador our democracy right up in that shit. So we joined the war backing Britain, subsequently backing Serbia. Our fresh troops joining against tired as fuck ones led to the war getting out of the stalemate that it was in. Yeah. And the allies, quote-unquote, win. Ultimately, Russia and the U.S. were on the same side in this war, but I am going to put a pin right now in the fact that I think maybe just having different governments may be a starting point for our issues. Like the grain of sand that gets stuck in a clam or scallop or whatever makes the pearl. Yeah, clam. Yeah, clam. All right. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Now let's address the dead elephant in the room. The Um, fall of the Russian monarchy. Okay. You ready? I I don't know if I am. I'm going to focus... I tried really hard to focus not so much on the Romanov family for this. Because that's what everybody's always talking about when they're talking about it. Alright, fair Uh, enough. I wanted to go for... People. The people. The climate. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else. Fuck everybody. We've gone through the the Romanov thing 80,000 times, you know. and, And if you have it, great. We could make that an episode at some point, but... There are a bajillion of other people that have done it. You know, last podcast on left. Go listen to theirs. It's really in-depth. Love it. Cool. Anyways. And I just, yeah. I I like going to the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't get get their fair share. Nobody talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Nicholas didn't know what he was doing. We've addressed this. Right. So there's been political unrest for like three generations at this point. And then it all kind of gets exacerbated. So major industrialization is taking place in Russia at this point, catching up with the other European countries in the EU and the U.S. With it, there comes a new class of industrial workers, and there was a population boom. So population density is killer. So are we talking like people stacked on top of each other? A little bit. in a subway? Well, in a subway. (laughs) But yes, that's kind of what we're looking at. So... We're talking like shared housing where not necessarily because they can't afford to have two different places to live, but because there's literally just not two different places to live. Oh, okay. So real quick, I don't, I think I listened to some story or whatever, but essentially they were, I think they lived in like London or France or whatever the fuck. So is it like 
you have literally like three or four different families in one house where like yes. there's literally a portion it's not a whole room that you're renting out it is literally like a half sections like a of bed. the room yeah yes yeah yeah damn okay yeah. that's shitty space is tight there's not enough housing for everyone and there's less food food shortages are rampant because of the war and there was a bad harvest season to boot fuck okay so so you have less food and more people. That's awful. Too many to support. So now you've got that on top of already, there's already political unrest. Now people get pissed because if there's one way you just really piece people off, as France learned, it's not giving them food. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> they get angry. <laughs> no. Uh, Nicholas and his wife are influenced by a mad wizard. Truly, I would say he was a wizard. That's Grigory Rasputin, who deserves Yay! his own episode. Maybe we'll do that down the line because he is fun. I'm sure we could maybe find something somewhere that's new, but he's, I love him. But he was able to stop uh, Nicholas's chronically ill son's symptoms while he was around. Symptoms of uh, what? So Nicholas's son, Alexi, had uh, hemophilia. It's a disease that prevents blood clotting and doctors couldn't help it when he would get ill and things like that. Uh, you can, like, internally bleed and all of that jazz. Gross. And so he was able to stop those symptoms. He'd, he'd come around, and Alexi would be better. And so they started to trust him more than he definitely should have been trusted. And he, you know, said things that have benefited him personally. And they would kind of tend to listen to those things just because, I mean, they kind of... When you owe somebody your son's life... You just kind of look at them different and trust them maybe more than you should. You're a wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard. But totally. That guy, it's wild. There's like no reason. Anyways, he's crazy. No, People I hate believe this that. Guy. Yeah. He's he's wild. I love him. Okay. I don't, but I do. <laughs> I don't, but I do. My got morbid a great, curiosity does. It's a, yeah, it's a great story. Yeah. Uh, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. But, like, balls out the worst doesn't care. Okay. Yes. People hate him. Hate him. But I guess it's kind of for fair reason, because he's pretty unorthodox. <laughs> uh, well, there's no reason for him to be in there. Well, no, not at all. <laughs> it's like, you could get somebody else to give him pills, all right? Well, he did... I know too much. He doesn't <laughs> give him pills. He makes them stop giving him the Tylenol or whatever Oh, that's it right, is yeah, that yeah. Out his I blood. forgot. Yeah, yeah, that's my bad. Which helps a lot, but really he even gets way better than he should after they take him off of those. Whatever. Moving along. What I didn't want to go down the hole of Alexi. His pills. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Anyways. Sorry. You're fine. <laughs> then, so just to recap. There's already been political unrest for three generations. There's yep. a bunch of people. No food. Shitty. Shitty living situations. Uh, shittier. They're listening to some sketchy ass dude that everybody hates. Well, that's not that bad. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's shittiest. <laughs> if I'm not even gonna get into it, okay. It's okay. It's 1904. Okay. 1904. The Russo-Japanese War. Japan wins. So now he's got a failed war, which makes people angry. Plus, that's another war that's stretching them out. 1905. The Bloody Sunday Massacre takes place. Oh. This was when the Zemsfos, the local government groups meant to help the people, yeah, requested reform and they were ignored. So radical groups came in and unarmed Russian protesters stepped up to the Winter Palace and the guards just opened fire. 
on oh, all of them. Fuck, dude. Two of hundreds. Riots break out all over Russia in response to the massacre. Cesar Nicholas agrees to make Dumas, which are like the um I remember this. Yes. They're uh it's a Parliament council. or uh what's ours? Congress. It's like yeah. Parliament or Congress. Yeah. Okay. So he agrees to make Dumas to work toward reform. But you know, he doesn't actually let them do anything at this point. Of course. They're there. Yeah. Hey kind of, I was gonna make there. the current I was going to make a current event statement, but I'm stopping myself. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, when you... It's a the, political move. When you mention uh, Rasputin, the way that you mentioned it, it I mean, it's that. that's why I was like, well, that's not that bad. We just had that. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> it was great. But anyway, so... Um, <laughs> then, World War One happened. And Russia gets fucked. They lost 1.8 million military people, 1.5 civilian people, which I guess helped with the too many people problem. Yeah. But anyway. But now they have too many bodies that are just dead next to the actual bodies. Oh, God. <laughs> Resources get stretched so thin that the food system falls apart, the, the transportation system collapses. But it's already fallen apart. Well, now it's like complete, just... Oh. Just complete, utter... Day Down. one. Yeah. <laughs> zero, zero days since our last incident. Yeah. And there's riots again. Meanwhile, we're going to veer off a little bit, and we're going to discuss Vladimir Lenin. I'm so excited. Here comes my bomb. Okay. So let's go back to early college for Lenin. His brother, tell me if this rings any bells for you, okay? Okay. Yeah. It'll tell me if you were listening. Okay. His brother is involved in an extremist group plotting to kill Alexander III. It gets discovered, and he is publicly hanged. Ah, uh, fuck. No. This episode, bro. Just now. 30 minutes ago. Oh, was he part of the... Okay, hold up. There was Alexander III, and there was the fucking... The dude that... I, you know where my head is going right now? It's the guy that bombed him twice. Because I remember you mentioned that there was a hanging... Right after that. Okay. And that's where my brain is foggy. So Alexander III gets hung or somewhere in that vicinity. There's a lot of people that just die. I remember everybody I love died. this. It's beautiful. I'm Alexander, sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. It's totally okay. Alexander II got bombed twice. Correct. And died. Yes. Guts everywhere. <laughs> Guts everywhere. <laughs> then the same extremist group that killed Alexander II was planning to kill Alexander the Third. They got caught and got hanged. Oh, the group. Okay. Yeah, and you even told me the group after I explained to you. I, you know what happened right now <laughs> is that you you said blood everywhere, and so it, I flashed back to the bomb again, and it's <laughs> oh, just God, even, you're really stuck there. It's that's even a, bloodier. Well, yeah, it's a it's concrete because, moment for you. I'm sorry. That's just it's a it is it's metal. It's stuff. a staple, uh, but. But okay, so the group got hung. So what about this group? Vladimir Lenin's brother was in it. His brother was kind of badass, actually, because the other people in the group begged for mercy and admitted fault in their views. Oh, you're right. We were wrong, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. His brother was like, that'd be, quote, insincere if he did that. It's like Billy the Kid shit. Yeah, he was like, I'd be lying if I told you that I was wrong and you're right. I don't want your pity. and I don't want your mercy. 
Metal. But you shouldn't kill me because it'll kill my mom. <laughs> and that's true. Um, but but they killed him anyway. So Oh, fuck. His at brother, least he, he tried. Right. <laughs> his brother being killed for being in that radical group and trying to kill the leader a second time radicalizes Vladimir Lenin. So now he's joining questionable groups, protesting, and he helps start writing the first issue of an extremist anti-government news journal. But he's caught and banished to Siberia, which I've now learned is more like a jail sentence where you serve your time in Siberia. And then when your time is up, you can kind of go wherever you want as long as you're given permission to leave and go do that. But you still can't come back into Russia. It sounds like they've been always doing that then. because it's, Yeah, they've been sending because... people to Siberia a lot. But I always thought it was like for life Siberia. It's sit in Siberia for 10 years or however long they decide. And then you can do whatever you want, but don't come back here. Okay, it's kind of like how our okay, this is kind of shitty, but our border patrol, um, it or our defense as far as like crossing the border, uh, at least down in Mexico, it was pretty non-existent because there's just anywhere across that side you would get funneled into an area where it's just desert, and yeah. you'd have to like miraculously survive for like three weeks in order to get to any place. So it's basically just a death sentence. Uh, so that seems kind of like the same thing. It's like, okay, yeah. well, you get rewarded if you actually do make it. I think it is comparable. That being said, people at some point set up, like, settlements and shit in that oh, area. for sure, yeah. He marries somebody, and, like, they're just going on walks, passing the time. And then when his time is up, he's like, hey, I want to go travel around now. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. So he starts traveling around. Oh, baby. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Okay, so he serves his time and goes to travel abroad with permission. At some point, Germany starts funding his exploits to grow the Bolshevik Party. That's the party he created. Yeah. And quote, like in Germany's books when they, on their, on the books, you know, like where they're spending money and why. Yeah. Quote, to support revolutionary propaganda in Russia. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Okay. Nicholas abdicates the throne in March during the February Revolution. Wait, what? Wait, hold on. <laughs> so, I did not mishear you, right? It, no. It abdicated in March during the February Revolution. Why Why is that? So, it's in March for us, but they used the Julian calendar at that point. God So, everything's uh. titled based off of the month it was during the Julian calendar. So, there's also one later... Where it's called the October Revolution, but it's happening in November or whatever. You know, I can't be upset at that. Time's an illusion anyway? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, the February Revolution, which happened in March, was riots in the streets from starving people. They almost overpowered the army, so the Duma formed a provisional government. And this was just to kind of hold place until they were able to figure out a government that's going to work for everybody or whatever. Okay, cool. Then in April 1917, Mother... Fucker! Okay. In April 1917, on my birthday, might I add, April 9th is when the train takes off. Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah. Hell yeah. Kaiser Wilhelm II himself provides a train car that is sealed for Lenin's safety to Lenin so he can sneak back into Russia and get dropped off straight at the heart of things in Petrograd, which is St. Petersburg, but they changed it because it sounded too German to be St. Petersburg. Huh, Okay. Germany just wheels him right up in there, sneaks him right right back into the shit. That's fucking cool. 
Germany started the fucking revolution. Dude. Wow! Holy shit! What do they want? It what, was why 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 Germany? Because we're still in World War One. This is all happening during World War One. Russia. Oh, is so a Germany huge was to them. Wow! So Germany did like an American thing, where we're just gonna. We right. See, we see that this this whole thing could happen. Yes. Holy shit! Yes. Wow. Yes. They did exactly what we've done. Yes. One hundred percent. They were like, we need Russia to get fucked up now, and they're going to be a problem for us in the future. So let's just take them out. Okay, now I'm starting to get into like some weird conspiracy theory shit. Where, okay, so spoiler. I can tell you some more. Hold up, okay, real quick. Spoiler alert for World War Two: We end up getting all of the fucking you know scientists and shit from Germany. So maybe it's a German thing, and that's me being as American putting it off on German. So it's probably still. (laughs) Well, actually, it's not really a German thing, and I hate to do it. Really, it hurts me a little. It hurts my heart just a little bit. Um, it's a Jew thing. What? A Jewish guy was talking to the no. Kaiser for the longest time and was like, listen, this guy here, he wants to mess up Russia. The best way to mess up Russia is to work with what Russia already has that's kind of crippling it. Here's the plan. And he literally outlines how to make the revolution happen. And he takes it. And after meeting Lenin, the Kaiser's like, yeah, let's do it. And like fucking sentence by sentence, it was a script and they followed it. Okay. So now I have to like kind of wash over some of the shit that I just came up with. All right. So (laughs) that way my brain can still be like functional. So Do I you see say, where I'm at? Yes. Oh my god. I, I want to rephrase or at least reform my story, okay? He's Jewish. So by by just that, he's like, you know what? There's a there is a whole new world out there. Alright? There there is a happier place. I just can't do it. I'm gonna give this whole revolution idea onto this person. Well yeah, and also and, it's totally fair that a Jewish person would be really pissed off at Russia because they've been an asshole to Jews for like two or three generations now. But but the but he's in Germany. Well now. Right. But I don't I'm, know if he started there. I'm just saying this Jew, alright, this this guy. <laughs> he fucking he he's not started a revolution in Germany. No. He could have. Mm, yeah. He's just, you know what I mean? He's just outsourcing his idea. He's basically saving a lot of Russian Jews. Which, in that case, you know what? I commend him. So, good for him. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Anyway, so, yeah. Germany Germany made that. Germany Germany did it. Wow. That's nuts. Bear with me. We're getting there to the end here. We're, I know this is a long episode, but it's, it's going to be great. It's already great. Then, <laughs> that was the thing. That was my thing where I messaged you and I was like, my brain is going to explode. I need to scream for mountaintops. Yeah. Why is nobody talking about it? <laughs> Anyways, moving along. October Revolution slash Bolshevik Revolution. It's called both things. The Bolsheviks, actively led by Lenin at this point, executed almost bloodless coup d'etat, a coup d'etat. <laughs> um, I just love saying those things phonetically. <laughs> against the provisional government that the Duma had set up. So basically they walk in there and they're like, hey, this is ours now. And they're like, oh, we're just bureaucrats. Okay. <laughs> you know? That's great. And they imprisoned the Romanov family. Nicholas II requested Britain or France to give them asylum because his wife was the granddaughter of Queen Victoria. 
Also, at some point, one of the Russian, one of the Romanov girls is married to King George something or other in Britain. Like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so because she's the granddaughter of Queen Victoria, they're like, "Come on, save us!" And they were like, mm, "That's not our business." <laughs> <laughs> they were denied, so they were kept hap- captive for eight months until in July when they were all murdered. Yeah, I was going to say I kind of remember it being a horrific story for the family yeah. for that family but yeah it's not good the russian people only this is officially the russian people only knew about nicholas's death until the fall of the soviet union but people talk people knew you know yeah. they knew it was all hearsay straight up though like nicholas's mom kept writing him letters like i can't wait till the day i see you again i know you're not dead the people are just rumors you know so uh... nothing was official like, on paper, documented official until the Soviet Union fell, which was, like, in the 80s or something, right? So... I think so, yeah. Yeah. Forever. Damn. So, the revolution. They take over all the government buildings, and the Bolsheviks form the first communist state for the world. First communist state. Hooray! Russia. With Lenin as their leader. Cool. Well, that's good. I was really worried that it was Stalin. Like, I went into this coming in, being like, all right, if I'm... You know what? I take that back. This is, this is, I had two thoughts. I was like, either Stalin did this shit, or I knew that there was a second guy, and obviously it's Lenin, but I, I read uh, Animal Farm. So I was thinking like, okay, there's Napoleon the pig, and then there's that other pig that just ends up going away, but actually is a good pig, which in this case is Lenin. So Napoleon is Stalin, and he should be coming into the picture pretty soon, I would assume. Stalin is after Lenin. Okay, I, okay well, good for me. I knew that. Kind of. <laughs> Stop. Uh, Lenin's not okay. Then the revolution. Lenin's not a good guy. Oh no! I was really hoping. No. No man. <sighs> That's so sad. He's complicated. Okay. okay, good. That's what I want. I want to complicate it. <laughs> <laughs> then the revolution turns into a civil war with the Red Army and the White Army. The Bolshevs are red, and which, by the way, is straight from a Russian's mouth. Seriously. Bolshies. Yeah. Bolshies. Yeah. I love it. The Bolshevs are red, and an unorganized group of opposing people with different beliefs formed the white. Uh, what do you mean by unorganized? They just got their papers spread about amongst themselves? I mean, unfucking organized. So, we're talking <laughs> people that believe that the monarchy should still be a thing. We're talking capitalism, capitalists that have been kind of put in Oh, there. no. We're talking supporters of democratic socialism. We're talking everything that isn't... The Bolshevik Party wanting communism. Everybody else is the white party. But as we learned from when Russia and Austria joined forces to fight whoever the hell it was, you get Germany. They 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 fought Germany. And when they got to the point, like they beat everybody in, they were like right there, could see the capital. And then they were like, we can't agree on anything. So they don't get anything done. And it happens every time the two of them get together. Same thing. Same thing with the white army. They want to get rid of these guys, but none of them can agree on anything because they all have different things that they want to do. I'm just going to sum it up by saying Q. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it just sounds like that. Well, but wide range of beliefs is the point. So <laughs> in 1923, nice yeah, <laughs> in 1923, the Civil War ends with Lenin and the Bolshevs winning and they established the Soviet Union. I, I want to say yay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say yay. Here's I, I'm just I'm I'm sorry, but whenever I get into these stories, I 
just relate to the people. The people want a revolution. And this is what they got. So I'm happy they with, got it. that they got it. But I'm not happy with how it actually afterwards. turns out. Yes. Yeah. So uh. one thing I do want to note about Lennon. I thought this was pretty fun. And we'll, I mean, we'll talk about Lennon in the next episode for sure. Well, we have to. <laughs> but I just feel like this belongs cool here. Yeah. So he tried democracy sort of before he went full on like communist dictator. He's, he's the other pick. <laughs> he had people I wish I remembered his name. <laughs> so his whole thing was that he wanted the people to be represented in the government, right? That was the whole yeah. thing that got everybody stirred up and got them to join together and form the Bolsheviks and do all the stuff. Taxation without representation. Sure, it's funny, that's what my husband said too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so he says, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to like vote and get this whole committee together. And then that committee can decide what we're going to do. Okay. How, the rules we're going to set up and everything. So they get this committee formed. But when him and his little bullshies only got a quarter of the committee's voting power, he said, oh, fuck that. <laughs> oh, wow. out hard. <laughs> backs out hard. He kicks everybody out, cancels the next meeting for the committee, locks the doors, and has the Bolsheviks guard it so nobody can come in. I mean, it, he basically just did it so that way he could say, like, okay, I tried. And then... <laughs> I think he was like, let's do that as long as I'm still in charge. Ah. And then when he found out that there's no way he's going to be in charge if he's only getting a quarter of the voting power, it's very obvious at that point that they're not going to make him the guy in charge, you know? So they just kind of bail. I don't know what little driplet you just found, but give me a second here. I, I, I got the name of the pig. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Snowball. Snowball? Yeah. I could see that. In reference to this. I have not read the book. I want to. But in reference to this, I get Snowball. Because it's a Snowball. It's just one guy, and it just snowballs out of fucking control. Oh. Well, Snowball was the know. one... Snowball was the one that, like, he fought the thing, and then he helped out, but he was the one that wanted to make it so that way the, the windmill was a thing, and he, he, he was the good guy. And then basically just gets taken out. Unless if they're both the same thing. I wonder if Snowball and Napoleon are both the same because, I don't know, I'm sorry. Maybe. <laughs> so totally I don't know. Down now it's this. very confused, yeah. I'm very confused now, but that's okay. Next week we're going to spend some time on Lenin. Cool. And after Lenin is Stalin. and Not cool. I don't know where we'll go from there, but I hear Lenin's worse than Stalin, so I don't know. Wow. That would be... I, I guess that would be insane. Well, I guess not insane. That's a good thing. So Russia just needs a lot more time. We need... Uh, that's a dick thing to say. We need a lot of time, too, right now. <laughs> well, Johnny, if I learned anything doing this week's research and the rest of the, what I've done for Russia so far with their other kind of government overturns and stuff, there's ingredients for a revolution. That's good. Outbreaks. Okay. Food shortages. Right. <laughs> okay. And civil disrest. Well, you know. How you feeling about that? I, uh, I'm a little hungry. I forgot what the first thing was. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm a little distressed. So, so I guess that's a good thing. We're I just hope, in I just, the middle of an outbreak. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You go to Winco, and a lot of the stuff is just lined up at the very, very front, so it doesn't look empty, but it is. You know, we haven't... And people are really mad. We haven't played this episode yet, but we did bitch about... What was it? Quakers. Quakers going from 26 grand, like, oh, grams yes. down to 24 ounces. Yeah. Yeah. So, prices are going up. Yeah, uh, pork's, at a, pork's at an all-time high. And we're not even mentioning the, the big thing in our face where it's like, you can't get a house, you fuck. <laughs> yeah, population density is killer. Yeah. All right, well, I just hope that the good guys, uh, you know, the snowball. I hope snowball gets it, not Napoleon. Not Q. <laughs> god damn it. Oh god, if Q takes over, that'd be awful. That would be, okay, so that would be like the Bolsheviks, and then there would be the Civil War. Oh, listen. <laughs> this turned really dark real quick. Okay, well, I've been here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been here all by myself in the trenches, okay? And let me tell you, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's where I'm at. It's okay. Russia made it. We'll make it. It'll be fine. And with that, if you want to find me, <laughs> you can find me at I'm the Johnny Five on Reddit. And if you want to find me on uh, what is it, Twitch? Sometimes I do some chess. You can find me on Lee Chess. They're both at Triple X Johnny Five Triple X. And where can they find you? Yeet Cat Eater C A T E A T E R R on all the stuff besides Twitter. Cool. Which is the real cat eater, I think. Yeah, well, th- we don't use Twitter. Not really. And real quick, we also, this is like just in our timeline, uh, Facebook went down for like a day. Yeah, just delete your Facebook. Like, <laughs> just that was like the happiest that I felt for that entire time. Yeah, I was fine. Yeah. I didn't know. Me neither. I don't get on much. Yeah. So I've I, turned off notifications. Turn off notifications. All right. Just oh, do that. Oh, for sure do that for your own mental well-being. So, 100%. Uh, and we'll we'll hopefully, we're not going to be on a lighter note next time, but that's okay. <laughs> no, but after Russia, we'll take a little bit of a break. We'll we'll have an episode of some light, fun stuff. Yeah. I don't know. You want to call it like, what are we going to call those? You know, like relax fit, like shallow waters, kitty pool. Ooh, kitty pool. Kitty pool. That's what it is. That's great. I wrote to. down shallow waters and didn't like it. There it is. Kitty pool. Kitty pool. We'll do a kitty pool episode after Russia, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll do the deepest dive into China, which will probably take even longer than Russia did. But we're all going to be here for it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right. Bye. I love you. Love you.